right, we are back. That was Sure, Sure. We'll play that at the end of the show. Um, that was a um, cover of This Must Be the Place, Talking Heads. All right, standing by to join us is Dana Bowman. Good morning. Hi, Good Dana. morning. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So congrats on your latest book, How to Be Perfect Like Me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. How did this come about? You know, it's funny because... I was just trying to think of titles, first of all, and I thought uh, that title just came to me right away, and I thought, oh, no, nobody's going to like that. It's funny. They're, they're going to think I'm serious. Yeah, no. I <laughs> um, but yeah. it's stuck, you know, and everybody just kept saying, just write it, Dana. This is a book that a lot of women, or anybody, hopefully, you know, could relate to and, um, and hopefully will enjoy, so. Right. I mean, one yeah. of the things you touch on is that we're under a tremendous amount of pressure to be perfect. I'm a mom. And uh, there are all these things that you go through, but you had some other things things thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, I always like to make my life interesting. Um, I am a recovered alcoholic. I'm in recovery now and have been so for quite some time. But perfect outlines the fact that I relapsed. And so... I originally wrote a book called Bottle, The Mom's Guide to Early Recovery. <clears throat> when I first got sober, I had two little ones, two little boys, and um, I still have them, but they're, <laughs> they're much I'm like, where'd they now. go? Did you lose them? And <laughs> I thought, as, as many women told me kind of jokingly, mm-hmm. there's no way that I could do momhood without, like, a glass of wine. And I was like, yeah, I get that, but for me... It wasn't just a glass of wine. I mean, it was just going south fast. So I I went into recovery, and I wrote that book, and it was awesome. But I also relapsed, and the relapse occurred just over a period of just seven days. But it was over the Christmas holidays, which is so fraught with expectations anyhow, you know. And we want to make it the perfect Christmas for Mm -hmm. our family, et cetera. um, It really took me out at the knees, and I thought, I need to write about this because... There is a place where you think you've got it, especially in terms of recovery, and it's a really comfortable place, and you're like, I've got this. And Mm -hmm. as soon as you start thinking that and think that you have it under control and everything's all tidy, something's going to come along with a left hook. And for me, it wasn't really a big event. It was just me wanting to be, quote, the perfect Christmas experience for my kids, and it took me out. So I wrote about it, and that's how Perfect came about. I love it. And some of the chapters include how to stop buying all the self-help books, <laughs> how to relapse into footy pajamas, how to shop yep. at Costco and not give in to despair, how to be married and contend at the same time, how to escape your family. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. I, I patterned it off of, um, when I was a lot younger, I used to work at Borders Books, and I worked the self-help section, and I, I just thought it was kind of funny because people were just, constantly jonesing for self-help they'd come in and they'd buy like 20 books right and it was going to fix their lives right and i i kind of can see that tendency in a lot of us nowadays where we are just the little tiniest bit of discomfort or malaise or anything that comes along we're like oh gotta fix this especially the mom the mom potential is like i gotta fix this you know i'm gonna slap a band-aid on it and yeah wipe some hand sanitizer on it and just fix it right (laughs) Um, it's not that easy. No, not at all. So nope. the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. Yeah, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, that's why I was so intrigued by having you on my show, because we all go through these personal, professional funks, and they drag us down, and we feel like we can't get up. 
I mean, how how do you how did you were how were you able to get up? Was it also your blog, Mom Momsy blog, momsyblog right. dot com? And what what did you do? You know, um, the relapse was extremely humbling, and for someone who's been such a perfectionist for so long, large and in charge, you know, always on it, on my game. Um, it was just embarrassing and shameful to say, oh, I screwed up. Like, I really messed up. Because initially in recovery, I got sober, and everyone's like, yay, Dana, good for you. But when you relapse, it's not quite that enthusiastic. Right. <laughs> like, whoa, you messed up. Yeah. You know, and it was really, it just was humbling. Sure. But the thing that I had to realize and really accept is that people, in, in recovery specifically, people relapse all the time, but... People screw up. That's what life is. It's a circular process. We go yes. back through. We learn again. Right. And I just, I couldn't stay in the shame. I couldn't let myself just hunker down in the shame. So I had to get it out. I had to speak about it, talk about it, get it out. That's for me is very healing. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the first step towards getting, quote, past my funk. Um, and then the other part of it was kind of accepting the funk. Like I had to take it on and say, this is kind of a part of who I am. Recovery is permanent. It's mm-hmm. always going to be here. I have issues with depression. That's always going to be kind of around in my life. And I need to be able to look it in the eye and say, you're here, but that's okay, and yes. we're going to work through it. Yes. That make, I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, it, it, it does. I mean, I would also Good. add, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I talk bad. I, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times where I get really pissy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's okay. No, it is. I mean, you talk about why relapsing was the best thing that ever happened to you. But you, as you say, you know what? Sometimes it's good because you learn from this and you get more resilient and you fight back. Yeah. Because initially relapse is the big scary thing, right? right. It's like if you're trying to lose some weight and you decide you're going to go on this massive like keto or something that's really hardcore, mm-hmm. well, inevitably, I'm sorry. I, I just think everyone is going to break. Like, at some point, they're going to find themselves stuffing Snickers yes. down their throat. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Right. And it's what, it's what you do with that. Like, you know, yeah. if you're going to eat the Snickers, fine. But then are you going to spend the rest of the week binging out and saying, I'm going to wait until Monday? Like, it, it's all a choice as to how we deal with failure, because failure is inevitable. It sure is. It is, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, we're not perfect, as you said, and stuff's no. going to happen. It's just how we handle the next thing that matters. Yeah, and, and for the longest time, I had kind of held on to perfectionism as my last, quote, acceptable vice, like, when I got sober, um, I, I really became a totally imperfect mom for quite a bit at the very beginning, especially, which I embrace. Like, I think that's extremely possible and doable if you feed your kids frozen pizza and they watch TV for 20 hours a day, it's okay. You're doing whatever you <laughs> need to do to stay sober. But then after a while, I kind of got back into a normal life with normal mm-hmm. patterns and some healthier routines. That's great. Okay. But as usual, I take it too far. Like, I love the pendulum. I go back and forth to extremes. And I found myself revving up into this place where I just would not accept um, imperfection. And I think it, we hold on to perfectionism as kind of an acceptable thing, like an acceptable bite, you know, like we're padding our resume or something. Yeah. But it's not. It can really, it can really be demoralizing and um, harmful. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, when you, when you think about little things that, you know, we do, like, for instance, I have a terrible sense of direction. I can get lost coming out of a restroom at a restaurant. 
Oh my gosh, that's me too. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and then, you know, I feel really stupid and beat myself up over, I just cannot mentally, I I mean, sense of direction is just off. But, you know, I just accept that. You know, I can be smart in other areas, but certain things I just accept, you know what, I'm just not going to have the smarts for that. Yeah. My brain works that way too, and I get lost in my own town. And I live Mm -hmm. in a town with no streetlight. Like, it's a small town, and I'm getting lost in it all the time. Thank goodness for my Google Maps. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere I go. You've lived there like 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that you said that because even like I was playing, my kids love to play chess and checkers and stuff like that. And here I'm playing checkers with my nine-year-old kid and he's beating me solidly, Mm -hmm. like pretty much every time because I just don't have the attention. I I don't like to focus on, I'm, I'm too much of a multitasker. And Part of me was, like, getting really embarrassed, and I thought, I just really need to embrace this. And plus, it was yeah. making him feel awesome. And there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just went with it and said, you know what? Mommy's brain does not work with checkers very well. I'll play it with you. That's okay. And I'll try. Yeah. But it's just not where I go. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what can we do when we have all these counselors, um, green juices, yoga, they, everything? All these things don't seem to be working. Yeah, that's, I think that's my chapter about depression, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I wrote that chapter, and it's funny because um, a lot of people want that chapter. They talk about that chapter a lot, and I think it was really helpful. Um, for me, when I, when I got into recovery, I kind of had this expectation, and that's the big word right there, that's the killer expectation. But I had expectations that my depression would totally go away. And it didn't. And that's part of the reason why the relapse occurred, because it was coming back, and I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm doing all the right stuff, I'm meditating, I'm running, like, what, Mm -hmm. I'm sober, like, what else do you want? Um, There are times in our lives, especially women, and I do have to say, I think especially as we get a little older and hormones start to kick us in the butt and and other things happen, that we're going to deal with some tough times and challenges. And for me, that's kind of a cyclic pattern of being down in the dumps and dealing with depression, anxiety, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There are times when nothing works and you feel kind of crazy because you're like, I've done everything I can to get through this and nothing's working. And there's kind of a balance here because I'm not saying I want you to just stay miserable and be miserable for months on end because that's not healthy either. But we fear, I think in this society today, fears discomfort. Like, mm-hmm. we are terrified of being uncomfortable, and we can't stand it. So I just sort of started accepting that there was going to be times, usually around once a month, where I would dip real low. And I even started journaling and, like, writing down when it was happening so I could kind of keep track, and that helped. But there are just days where I have to just kind of look at it and go, I see you. I feel like crap. I'm going to do the next right thing anyhow. I'm going to accept that you're here with me. And I kind of even visualize the depression as sort of walking along beside me. But I do really, I'm a big, strong proponent for getting up and doing the next right thing, which is just like moving through your day Mm -hmm. and doing basic action. So I I hope that helps. But the the other thing I don't want to say is, I don't want you to just say, well, I'm just going to be in terrible pain for the rest of my life. Like, that's not acceptable. There's a balance. You have to, you have to see the balance. Sure. Have you ever read, yeah. um, is it Pima Chodron? <sighs> have you ever read her uh, book? What's the name of the book? Uh, when, th- when Things Fall Apart. 
Yes, yes, yes. I knew I knew the title. Sometimes yes. I don't remember authors, but yes. Yep. So the reason I, I bring that Very up, good. yeah, the reason I bring that up is because I was reading something um, on a plane yesterday about she was saying, you know, when we get fearful um, of different situations, it's actually a time to pinpoint what it is that's bothering you. And that's actually a moment of learning how to deal with something we might have suppressed. So it's a learning moment. Yeah. And that pain is telling you something. Yeah. And generally speaking, like for me, if it's hormonal, the pain is saying it's here and there's not like some big, huge um, psychiatric event or, you know, it's just a hormonal thing and it could be like whatever. But still, it's teaching me something. Right. Because it's teaching me I've got to take my vitamins. I need to make sure I'm eating protein. Right. And I'm I'm walking. Like those things have to happen or I'm going to be nutty. Oh, my gosh. That's all me. Protein shakes, walking music, writing, all yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. to wrap up, unfortunately, but where can people find out more about you? Yay. Um, okay, first of all, you can find me at my blog, which is Momsy Blog. It's all M-O-M-S-I-E-B-L-O-G.com. Okay. okay. And the exciting thing is my book comes out tomorrow. Yay, so I'm congrats. So stoked. And it's available through all the regular booksellers, Amazon, et cetera. And um, I'm so excited. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Congratulations. How to be perfect like me, Dana Bowman. Thank you so much. Thanks, Janine. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this conversation with Dana, it will be up on my show blog. Right now, her bio is on there and links. Uh, lots of great info. We'll take a short break, and then uh, we will be back. I have one last guest calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 